And welcome to Talk to Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. I'm Bill Newman. And we are so lucky. Every week we have Professor Emeritus uh, Brian Adams, uh, Greenfield Community College Science Department uh, veteran, uh, come on. And there, there is uh, no way to explain the many ways that Brian has of introducing us to various aspects of the world of science. A lot of it is local. And once again, you're going to amaze us with another creative take on science in this region, Brian Adams. And I am so excited to not just talk about science, but talk about science and film, science and movies. And we have today two folks from my favorite movie theater theaters in the world, which is Amherst Cinema. Uh, George Myers and Alex Hornbeck are two of the programmers at Amherst Cinema. They've been there pretty much forever, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 15 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you have survived the pandemic. Amherst Cinema's doing okay. Is that right? We're doing well, yeah. Um, thanks in, in mostly to our members, to our patrons, the folks who have continued to support us throughout the last four years at this point. You're uh, welcome, Alex. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're doing well. We've got uh, some hot Oscar movies right now. This is a busy time of year for us. We're showing five of the ten Best Picture nominees. So uh, we're hopping. We're showing great films. Oh, and it's a great place to see films, and it's a great place to to uh, just experience the wonderful world of cinema and there's such sort of welcoming theaters. Um, I want to start talking about the Science on Screen series that you have, which is really cool. You bring really sort of iconic films into cinema and then to sort of put them in perspective and explain them, you bring experts in the field. Can you talk about the three films that are coming up in, I think, February and March? Is that right? That's right, yeah. We've been doing the Science on Screen program for um, a long time now. It was started by our friends over at the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline um, with support from the Sloan Foundation. And it's a nationwide program. Um, theaters from throughout the country uh, receive support from the Sloan Foundation to program films, not even necessarily explicitly about science. Part of the fun of the program is we can show films that um, maybe just have sort of an adjacency to a topic, and we bring an expert in to sort of talk about their field uh, and and really bring the science out from the film. So uh, the three films we have coming up uh, in the next two months, uh, we've got Ammonite uh, on February 21st. It's a period drama uh, starring Kate Winslet, and Saoirse Ronan about uh, Mary Anning, who was a fossil hunter in 1840s, I believe, Great Britain. Uh, so this is uh, it's a romance, uh, which is about a geologist, but the geology isn't necessarily on screen. So we're bringing in uh, Sarah Pruss, professor of geosciences from Smith College, to talk about the real-life Mary Anning and what her place was in the history of geology. That sounds like a great film, and I'm just in love with both of those actresses. I mean, they're so remarkable in, in, in their acting and the, and the talent that they, they bring. What's yeah. the second film? Yeah, we've got uh, a little film you may have heard of called Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, one of the greatest big screen experiences ever put to film, I would say. Um, so we're actually bringing in a guest from Boston, uh, Victoria Reed, who is the Sadler Curator for Provenance at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. She's coming in to talk about um, repatriation of art and artifacts. Um, so, you know, 
Indiana Jones throughout the film is collecting artifacts to be put in a museum. Uh, so we'll be looking at sort of this current time and place we're in now where museums are thinking about and often returning pieces uh, to their places of origin. So she will be talking about her work and how that relates sort of retroactively to what we see in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Very cool. And the last film, one of my favorite films ever, is what? Planet of the Apes, the original from 1968. Um, it's, of course, spawned many sequels. There's a new one coming out this spring, I believe. Uh, but we're showing the original Charlton Heston film, um, and we'll be bringing in um, a scientist from UMass Amherst, uh, Tara Mandalawela, uh, who is talking about what the film got right and got wrong about the apes who are portrayed on screen. Uh, she is a developmental psychologist who has studied primates and humans. So she'll be talking about the apes in Planet of the Apes. Are they anything like reality or not? Very cool. Yeah. Three wonderful films, Science on Screen series. Um, let's turn it over to George. Uh, George Myers, one of the programmers at Amherst Cinema. George, when we think of science uh, and film, we mainly think of science fiction and film because so many of those... And they all seem to be so apocalyptic. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, we're all going to die. Or, oh, well, we're wait all a minute. Dead. Planet of the Apes wasn't a true story? Yeah. <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> May, not yet. Not yet. Right. So, so talk about that. Why you know, is this vision of doom and gloom and almost hopelessness? You know, it's funny to segue from the science on screen because we've been, we've been doing this series for quite a while now. And one of the things we kind of learned early on is people actually don't want to, <laughs> to be too... Uh, too scared or sort of put out in that series. So we have actually shifted the focus a little bit to films that are a little more fun or have a little bit more of a playful uh, attitude. And then the science is usually somewhat more serious. So, um, so playful attitude as in humans are enslaved by giant, <laughs> giant Well, we eggs. showed, I think... Oh, the, that's fun! The, the, the sort of infamous one was uh, when we were kings, the, you know, the uh, boxing film. And we had someone come in and talk about traumatic brain injury and you could just feel after the screening, everyone was just like so somber and they were leaving. We were like, you know, it was a great, great discussion. Uh, but we we're like, I think people are looking for something a little bit different. And, uh, you know, I think to your to your question that there is something fun to sort of speculate about things that that haven't happened and most likely couldn't happen. Um, but that we do want to explore those those questions about, you know, what what if what you know, what if what the, if. Um, George, your favorite science film or science fiction film? Do you it's have one? The Thing, yeah, definitely the John Carpenter uh, <laughs> film from '82, '81. The Thing, yeah, hands down, no questions. Not, and, not an optimistic film. No. <laughs> no, of course not. And if you if you keep up with your science, you're seeing that there are all these with uh, global warming. There are all these sort of new bacteria and viruses that are sort of being that are reemerging from this Arctic ice melt, which is fundamentally what that film is about. And uh, yeah, not a great ending in that one, so let's hope that it remains science fiction. <laughs> um, one of the things that I, 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 one of the films I really enjoyed recently uh, was Barbie. I mean, it's just a great yeah. film on so many levels. And the opening sequence in Barbie is sort of, is an homage, is that the right word, to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, and I was cruising the Rolling Stone list of the, I think, 150 greatest science fiction films and of course, number one was 2001. I mean, what what is it about that film that is just... There's kind of an interesting through line there with Planet of the Apes and, and uh, you know, I think 
some of this sort of conversations around artificial intelligence, which we, we which comes up in a screening we have tomorrow. We're showing Terminator Two. Um, Another really optimistic. Yeah, and, and ah, nothing wrong with that, right? And sort of uh, challenges us to think about sort of that that spectrum that exists from you know sort of the ape kingdoms to artificial intelligence. But uh, yeah, the Barbie thing. I think that's kind of an interesting inclusion in that film that you have this uh, sort of origin story, which, you know, I think 2001 is sort of asking those origin story questions of us from coming from apes. And are, are we sort of birthing um, AI in the way evolution birthed, you know, homo sapiens? Um, and T2, I think, uh, the, you know, the lecture is, is primarily is about special effects, but uh, does start to ask those questions. What, what are we giving birth to? Like, what could come of this? What what dangers does our tampering with science uh, hold? And if I may, George Myers, in terms of programming at Amherst Cinema, and and it is our beloved cinema, um, Amherst Cinema. How much input do you get from your members and from moviegoers? That and how does that inform whether or not you whether you screen a particular film? I mean, we love hearing from our audiences, uh, and we do uh, talk with folks very regularly. In particular, it's sort of in-person after screenings. Uh, we are in some ways saddled by uh, the sort of ebb and flow of the industry where films come out. Alex was just mentioning um, all the Oscar films are showing right now. There, there really is like a season to the way in which films are released. And in particular, Oscar season, all the distributors sort of hold their films for a certain time of the year, and we have to show them in that window. So um, there are, our former executive director, one of the things that she used to say all the time was the hardest part of that job, and it's a difficult job, uh, is saying no, that there are just so many great films, and uh, we have limited resources, limited screens, and high demand for the films that, um, that really, really bring in audiences for like three months of the year. So we, we unfortunately are often in a position where we have to say no to, to certain films. Uh, but a lot of these series do come in conversations with um, with partner organizations, other institutions. Um, but we are fully an independent cinema. We, the, the cinema is supported by our members. Uh, all the decisions are made in-house in, you know, in, in Amherst. So uh, we do take a lot of pride in the films that end up on screen. But, but the, the sort of sources where they come from really do vary uh, based on, you know, we work with DAFA uh, at... I'm sorry, U what is DAFA? Uh, sorry, it's the East German Film Archive at UMass. So we, we, we often work with them, the Sloan Foundation, um, with Science on Screen. So we do have people that we partner with pretty regularly that, that support us. Um, but, 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 uh, but as an independent cinema, we do take pride in the fact that the programming is done in-house. And it is a wonderful independent cinema. We're talking with George Myers and Alex Hornbeck from my favorite cinemas in the universe, which is Amherst <laughs> Cinema. You do have to cross the river from here, but, you know, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> It's, it's a as reason long as you don't look down, because nobody knows what's lurking exactly. down there in the, in the water. Um, I want to go back to what you were talking about, um, George, and we'll bring Alex back into the conversation on um, artificial intelligence. Uh, and I have this knee jerk, like, oh, you know, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, and I want to go back to, I think it was Rolling Stone's number five all-time best movie, Blade Runner, um, and there's sort of this scary AI component to that. Um Alex, do you see AI lurking in new movies? Is it coming out? It's such a, a big thing with the potential for wonderful uh, creative solutions to some of the problems, but also this apocalyptic possibility as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think science fiction 
is a genre, both in literature and film, um, that is always reflecting the thoughts and often the anxieties of, of the culture and climate in which it is created. Um, so yeah, AI has been popping up all over the place. We didn't show this film, but the newest Mission Impossible movie, the the enemy was not a spy, was not you know a terrorist. It was an AI computer and a submarine that that may destroy the world. Uh, so it's showing up in big blockbusters. Um, just the Sundance Film Festival just ended, and um, George was there in person. I attended virtually. We watched a lot of movies, and a few of them were explicitly about AI. Uh, there's a new film. I don't know if it has distribution yet, but starring uh, Kristen Stewart and Stephen Yun about two AIs who have survived an apocalypse and they fall in love with each other, mimicking uh, social media accounts that they had followed, trying to become like these humans they saw on Instagram. So it, it's all over the place. AI is, is around us and in film. I am loving this conversation. We're here with Professor Brian Adams, Professor Emeritus from Greenfield Community College Science Department, with Alec Hornbeck, who is the Amherst Cinema Creative Manager and Programmer, and uh, also George Myers, who and we're just talking about science on film at our favorite movie house, Amber Cinema. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP. We are back with Greenfield Community College Professor Emeritus Brian Adams and Animer Cinema's Alex Hornbeck and George Myers. And the question I wanted to ask you was whether or not Salman Hamid, Hampshire College professor uh, and astronomer, Salman Hamid, and longtime president, now I guess President Emeritus, but also uh, uh, still on the board of directors of Amherst Cinema, whether or not he has had an influence in helping Amherst Cinema put these amazing science films and science fiction films on the screen and making them available to us. Can you comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. Salman um, has been such a great member of the board, former president, and just friend and champion of the cinema. And he's been a guest um, on our stage a number of times. Um, most recently, last year, he uh, he talked about a film in our Science on Screen program called After Yang, uh, which is, we've been talking about sort of apocalyptic and um, pessimistic science fiction, but he chose a film called After Yang, which is a very gentle and optimistic science fiction film. Um, it's clear that in the story, something has happened, we're far in the future, um, but it shows a society that has rebuilt, uh, and it looks at a family, um, it looks at these two parents and a daughter, uh, and their AI helper android who has broken down, who really raised the, the daughter and was a good, dear friend to her. Um, it's, it's a very gentle film. It, it's really looking at, you know, what makes a human a human. Uh, can a robot, can an AI uh, ever step into that role? Um, but it uses that as a launching point to talk about so many other things, to talk about um, immigration is is one topic, and that's actually what Salman talked about was um, sort of immigrant memories and identities, um, and 
yeah, it's, it's a complex film and he really helped sort of bring out a, a really personal story from that film. Uh, so Salman's been a, a fantastic collaborator at the cinema. And I think those are the... A quick... I'm sorry, Bill. Can I have a quick... Yeah, I have a quick follow-up, if I might, because Salman Hamid, of course, has been a uh, regular on our show, Salman Hamid's Universe, Salman Hamid's Ridiculously Large and Largely Ridiculous Universe for some 13 years now, and he is a spectacular teacher. He loves this topic, um, and he loves film. And I'm wondering whether or not he has been part of talkbacks after films, which I think is one of the beautiful parts of Amherst Cinema, which is see a film, and then you get to talk about it with people who are really into it. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, he's been, I mean, he's been just such a great friend of the cinema in, in sort of every respect, and I think that you're exactly right that that, um, that presence as a teacher and a facilitator even, uh, I think he in particular, but most of our guests are, are really wonderful at uh, creating a space where the film's uh, bring up these really nuanced uh, conversations and, and to create a space where you can kind of unpack that freely is really invaluable. And, and he and so many of our guests in, in the Science on Screen and, and other series uh, really create that opportunity. And I think that that is one of the, one of the important things that the cinema does as, a, as an organization is, is to create that space where we can be together and, and experience something profound on screen and then sort of reflect back and unpack that as, as a group. Um, as much as I watch films at home, that opportunity to sort of be uh, in community with other people and, and, and let the sort of film wash over you and have someone there to help uh, sort of contextualize it is really invaluable. And, and Salman's just, uh, yeah, really top-notch at and that. Do so with, with an expert, you just told us about the Smith ge geologist who's going to be talking after this year, Sharonin. Yeah. And Let's not take that for granted. <laughs> oh, golly. Waiting, waiting for a pun, and here it is. Um, and, and that's what's so remarkable about Amherst Cinema is, you know, I watch a, watch a great film and then have experts start talking about it. And I'm like, oh, my golly, how did I miss that? And, oh, so that's what that was about. And yeah. it's such a rich and, and, and interesting conversation. Um, George Myers and Alex Hornbeck, you know, it seems like an ideal job. You know, you're working in this very cool cinema, cinemas, bringing in these remarkable films with remarkable people to talk about. How did you get this gig? Can you talk about your, your ability to sort of move into what I would think is a very, very cool job? And do you screen at the theater on a big screen when you watch your, your, your films? That is one of the perks of working at the cinema is that <laughs> you, you do have access to the screen during the off hours. Um, so, so we can watch movies in the morning or if you're um, a night owl after we close. But, um, but George and I have both been with the cinema for close to 15 years at this point. Uh, we both started working at the concession stand um, and have gone through various uh, role changes over the years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've really learned the business um, from the ground up at Amher Cinema for scooping popcorn, um, working in operations, and, uh, and now programming. That's so cool from... From popcorn scooper to <laughs> to cinema programmer, George. How about you? How did you get into it? Same thing. I, I started uh, actually at Pleasant Street um, as a projectionist and, and uh, concessions person, and basically did most every job um, in the cinema outside of you know sort of business manager and ED. Um, and you know, to your point about he, do we hear from audiences? I think that that Alex and I's sort of path to where we are now in the organization that's been really uh, 
sort of instrumental in, in, in beginning to kind of understand as much as you can and as much as it changes the, the audience and, and how much the cinema really means to people. Um, it certainly is just like a entertainment, you know, an escape. But for a lot of people, it's, it's a really, really meaningful uh, sort of center in their universe. And, and I think really kind of respecting that um, as a programmer comes first and, and creating opportunities for, for uh, sort of the expansion of that really is there's a question i have george myers yeah. uh, uh i think it goes to george myers maybe you alex hornbeck i want to peel back the curtains a little bit i'm always wondering does a small theater like amherst cinema pay less than a cinemark does to rent a film from the filmmakers they're just such different businesses the films that the it's on a film by film basis first of all so each film that we show is negotiated with the distributor. Uh, Connie White's our, our booker, and, and she handles the majority of that. For a lot of the stuff you see in our, our newsletters, special events, we, we handle a good bit of that in-house. Uh, but the rates for Disney, you know, a, one of the Star Wars films is, is a completely just, they're just absolutely different kingdoms, phylos, genus. You know, they're, they're just <laughs> not even related. Um, so, so a lot of these films that we, we book, we often deal directly with the filmmaker. Um, or very, very small distributors who will put out four or five films a year. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the financial part of that, they're just so, so, so different. Um, and the numbers that we do, we have often have smaller screens than, than Cinemark and places like that. So, um, yeah, just kind of apples to oranges there. Um, George, you had the remarkable opportunity to, uh, in person, go to Sundance for the film festival there, yeah. which... Uh, to my knowledge, is maybe the best in the world. Yeah, it's um, a great festival. Any good science films coming up from you know, there? AI was actually a, a, a real dominant theme this year. Yeah, this was my first time in person since 2020, and I think the 13th year I've gone. Um, but there was quite a few that discussed AI, that looked at it as a, from a documentary perspective. But there were also quite a few that included do, um, AI elements in the creative part of it. And there was a little bit of controversy around that. Uh, there's the Brian Eno documentary, which there were some visualizations that are AI produced and I guess unique. There's something unusual about it where like each screening, uh, the AI. Hold on, wait, wait a minute. So AI is going to be not just featuring the films, but making the films. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> exactly. And there was one called Eternal You, um, which I found I, I have the same reaction. It's and I try to get past it a little bit because I want to be open, but. Uh, I have a just real knee-jerk, real negative. I put up a real wall, and I, I really do try to get past it. But Eternal You was about primarily about these venture capitalist tech, uh, you know, capitalists who are building uh, AI chatbots and virtual reality spaces for the deceased. And so you, as a person who has lost someone, can chat with someone who is now dead by feeding it data, and these AI models will reproduce it. So you can have conversations, or seemingly have conversations, with people who have passed. Um, but the motives behind it are all profit-driven. So it's it's really dystopian and, and, and I think, an unfortunate use of the technology. Uh, but to say, needless to say, AI was really all over the, the festival in films, in discussion in films, and in the creative parts of film. We've been talking with George Myers and Alice Hornbeck, two of the creative managers and programmers at the best cinema in the world, <laughs> Amherst Cinema, across the river in Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, George and Alex, uh, folks coming into the theaters, you got three, or is it still that little one, four theaters yeah. um, going with just such 
uh, creative and wonderful shows to choose from. Going online, looking at the Amherst Cinema, even getting tickets online because sometimes these uh, shows uh, sell out. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do in bringing such quality movies to us. I have about a million more questions I want to ask. I didn't even get to Av Avatar, my favorite <laughs> nature film, so we'll have to have, have you back and, and we will talk have more to about have you that. Back. And I just want to say I am, I am not a valley dweller. We live in the hill towns, and uh, Amherst Cinema is always such a wonderful reason to come uh, into the valley. We always have a film that we're interested in seeing, and I could just sit there and watch the previews and enjoy myself, but... Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. George Thanks so Miller. much for having us. Thank Ryan you. Buzz, really Bill. appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you. It. We're going to be right back. Speaking of the Valley and Hadley, there's been uh, just uh, a whole lot of union activity in box stores that we've been covering on this show, and and it's really important stuff. We're going to focus on Trader Joe's with the uh, attorney who's representing the union here in Hadley. We'll be right back. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.